Good morning, everyone. I am so glad you're here today. My name is Faith Martin, and I get the privilege of being the youth pastor here, and I also get the privilege of starting our Advent series. And like Pastor Mark said, we get that we're a week early, but we just really love Christmas around here. So we're going to get started a little bit early. And I'm excited about being a part of this series for a couple of reasons. The first is I think this series is going to be really good. It is called Carols, and let me tell you, I love me some Christmas music. Like, I can listen to it all year long and get just as giddy when it comes on in the store, like when I'm walking through Hobby Lobby, right? Like, I get super giddy about it when I hear it in the stores. And this, like I said, it's called Carols, and we're going to look at the four most well-known Christmas carols and how they associate with Scripture, And the really cool thing about these carols is that they are basically sermons that we get to sing. And the other reason I'm excited about this series is I just really love Christmas, y'all. Like, I love Christmas. I am planning for Christmas details in September. Like, that is how serious I am about my Christmas stuff. Um, When my husband and I were dating, we just got married in September, and when we were dating, we were asking each other all the really serious questions, like, What's your relationship with Jesus? And how are you growing in your relationship with Jesus? Do you want kids? How many kids? And how long do you want to wait? We were asking each other the financial questions and all of those really deep questions. And so there was one day that I looked at him and I said, Micah James Martin, because it was serious, I'd use the full name, obviously. I said, Micah James Martin, I have a serious question for you. I said, if we were to get married, because at this point I'm still deciding, I said... It was, it was true, guys. I was still deciding. Like, I knew I, I knew I loved him, though. I said, when can we put the Christmas tree up? And he looked at me, and he said, in December. And I said, oof, let's try that again. Uh, because here's the deal. Um, I really want the Christmas tree to be up and decorated for my birthday, and that is December 1st, and it happens to be his birthday too, and so I was like, I want the house, I know, isn't that so sweet? I know, it's so cute, Um, (laughs) but I really want the house to be decorated for our birthday, and I'm the person who puts the tree up in early November, and before you look at me and say, at least wait until after Thanksgiving, listen, there are people who say that there's been studies that say that People who put up their Christmas trees early are just happier people. Now, that could have been done by a bunch of uh, people who put up their Christmas tree early, but guess what? It was done by happy people. So we're going to go with it. So whether or not you and I can agree or disagree on when the tree should be put up, we can agree on this one thing. And that is, is that Christmas is a time that we get to celebrate the joy of the coming of Jesus. And today our Christmas carol is Joy to the World. And did you know that Joy to the World was written by Isaac Watt? And it actually was never intended to be a song. It was intended to be just a poem. And he wrote it because he found music in the church boring. Good thing we don't have that problem anymore, right? Right. And not only was it not supposed to be a song, it took a century for it to actually become a song. And it was actually supposed to be a song that was sung in the church all year long. It was never intended to be a Christmas carol. And now it is actually the most well-published uh, and most popular Christmas carol that there is in North America. And it's been remade by so many different artists. Maybe your favorite is a little country rendition by Johnny Cash or Dolly Parton. Or maybe you like the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey's version, or the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin's version. Or maybe you like a classic symphony choir with a full string orchestra. 
Or maybe you like an acapella group, the Pentatonics, or a little mashup, a Christian mashup with Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee and uh, Joy to the World by Phil Wickham. There are so many different remakes of this song, and it makes it the most popular Christmas carol that there is. And did you also know that it is based off of Psalm 98, which is where we're going to be today. So if you have your Bibles or your mobile devices, you can turn to Psalm 98. It will also be on the screen behind me. And we'll get there in just a moment, but let's dive into our carol. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. So what is this joy that Isaac Watt is talking about? Is it the joy that I get when I put my Christmas tree up early? By the way, it went up last night. It's wonderful. (laughs) But is it the joy that I get when I put my Christmas tree up early? Or is it the joy that a kid gets when they open up their gifts on Christmas morning? It has to be more than that, right? In C.S. Lewis' book, uh, Letters to Malcolm, Chiefly on Prayer, he says... Joy is the serious business of heaven. Joy is supposed to be the characteristics of God's people here on earth. It is supposed to be what we are known for. Even when the angel came to Mary, he said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. That is the kind of joy that Isaac Watt is talking about. And why are we supposed to have this joy? Because the Lord is come. He has come and he is coming. We get to receive our king by preparing him room. Have you ever thought of that line? Let every heart prepare him room. That line really stood out to me when I was preparing for this message because when he first came, there was no room for him. And yet when he returns, we get to prepare room for him and everything on earth and in heaven will sing his praises. And if you've made room for Jesus in your life, you get to look forward to the promise that he is coming again. And what a joy that will be when you get to spend eternity with him. And if you haven't made that decision yet, or you still have questions, the good news is it's not too late. And also, it's okay to have questions. It's okay not to have all the answers. And we would love to walk through that with you as you prepare him room. You can do that by Uh, writing on your connection card and one of us will reach out to you or you can come find one of us or even tap the person who brought you and ask them questions because when you prepare him room, it will be the best decision you will ever make. The joy that we get by making him room is the most joyful thing that we can do. Let's look at Psalm 98. Sing a new song to the Lord for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory, and he has revealed his righteousness to the nation. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praises to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and Meliodas songs, with the trumpets and the sounds of ram's horns. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord the King. Let the seas and everything in it shout out his praises. Let the earth and all the living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. Let's continue to see how joy to the world relates to Psalm 98. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. 
Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. You and I have a new song to employ, just like it says in Psalm 98, verse 1. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. Or verses 5 through 8, sing, a, sing your praises to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and Meliodas songs with the trumpets and the sounds of ram's horns, make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Let the seas and everything in it shout his praises. Let the earth and all the living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs for joy. Not only were we told to sing out his praises, but so was every other living thing on earth. Get this, if the things that we see as humans is not as important as us, can sing his praises and repeat the sounding joy. Why can't we? The ones who are made in his image, the ones who were given the responsibility to reign over the birds and the sea and all of the living animals that scurry along the ground and that live on earth, if all of those things can worship him, so can we. Next verse. No more let sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Just like we talked about in the last verse of our carol, we were made in his image. And not only were we made in his image, but we were made to be in relationship with our creator. And when we choose not to follow what he has told us, that is sin, and sin has its consequences. But did you catch the first couple words of that uh, first line. No more. No more let sin and sorrow grow. The day when you and I get to rejoice in the presence of the one who created us, the one who knows everything about us, the one who loves us more than anyone will ever love us, more than your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your grandma, grandpa, spouse, kids, friends, even your dog. And if your dog is anything like my Ollie... I know, isn't he so cute? When I get home, that is a lot of love in one little body, let me tell you. But Jesus loves you more than all of those combined, times infinity. Picture the day with me when you have no more pain and no more sorrow. You have no more grief, no more physical pain, no more conflict, no more death, no more anxiety or depression. It will all be no more. And you and I will be able to experience the magnificent joy of being with Jesus. What a good day that will be. I would argue it will be the best day because he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. He rules the earth with truth and grace. His righteousness and love will have our attention. The nations will prove his glory. He is sovereign. He has all authority. He can use everything for his good, even the not so good stuff. The wars, the bad decisions, all of it will be used for his glory. We live in a world that is trying to prove against Jesus. It's happening in our schools, in our work environments, on social media, maybe even in your families, in your friend groups. But when Jesus comes, what a wonderful day when his truth and his grace will be proved and it will have the final word. 
He will come to judge the world like it says in Psalm 98, 9. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. His truth and grace will be proved. Every day there are cases that go before a judge. And every day there is more division because people either agree or disagree on how the judging, how the judge ruled fairly or they didn't rule fairly. But what a wonderful day when Jesus comes and he will have the perfect judgment. And he will come and his righteousness and love is powerful. So if this carol isn't filled with joy and hope for those of us who have made room for him in our lives, I don't know what is. However, you know something interesting about this Christmas carol? Most Christmas carols are, are talking about the first coming, when Jesus came and what that night must have been like. But the Joy to the World carol is a little bit different. It's talking about when Jesus' return and when he comes and he rules in power, justice, and mercy. Did you notice that? So why do we sing this song at Christmas time? Because without Jesus' first coming, we wouldn't have his second coming to look forward to and find our hope in. This carol is to bring joy to the people. It encourages us to look to the future when we get to be in awe and wonder of our Savior's glory. Christmas season is supposed to be filled with joy, hope, love, and peace. It is the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? A time where we get to sing his praises and be reminded of the joy and the greatest gift that we've ever been given. And the promise and anticipation of the day when you and I are face to face with our Savior. However, I am not naive and I don't think that everyone in this room is feeling very joyful right now. Yes, you may have the joy of anticipating Jesus' return, but I'm talking about that Christmas season joy. You know, that warm, fuzzy feeling, that first hour and 56 minutes of a Hallmark movie before there's this huge misunderstanding and she walks away too soon and doesn't hear that he had a change of heart and that he actually does want to save the town's Christmas because he fell in love with her. Like that kind of Christmas season joy. Or the joy that a kid gets on Christmas morning when they open up all their gifts on, under the tree. Maybe you aren't feeling that Christmas season joy. So what about you in the room who've had a hard year or maybe even a few hard years? And the thought of finding joy right now just seems hopeless or just like too much work and you don't have the energy for it. Let me talk to you for a little bit. Some of you just had your first Thanksgiving or maybe even your 50th because the truth is, is that time doesn't make things easier without someone you love sitting around the table with you. And finding joy just seems hopeless. Let me say, I am so sorry. I know that that pain hurts really deep. My family and I, it was interesting. I celebrated my first uh, Thanksgiving with my husband. So there was joy in that. But we also had our first Thanksgiving without my grandma. And my grandma passed away pretty much unexpectedly in May. And... She was my, she's my person. Like, she went on all our family vacations. She was at every holiday. She um, and I had this really special bond. We went on dates together. She was just the person I absolutely adored. And so not having her cooking with my mom and I and not having her sitting at the table at Thanksgiving, it hurt really deep. 
Or maybe you're sitting in the room and you didn't lose someone you love because they died, but maybe you lost good health. Or maybe you lost a relationship and you're grieving that. Or you're grieving the family you always wanted, but you never got. Or maybe your family feels really broken right now and you just don't know how to fix it. Or maybe you lost that job or that dream that you always wanted. Let me just say that I see you. And more importantly, Jesus sees you. Even when it doesn't feel like you have Jesus near you, he sees you and he knows you and he has chosen you to be a part of his family. So when it hurts, when life is hard, or even when it's good, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. And I challenge you in joining me in praising him anyway. When Micah and I got married, uh, we made it a point to pray together before we went to bed. And then uh, one day we looked at each other and we're like, you know, we both spend time with Jesus and grow in our relationship through our devotion separately. Why don't we do it in the same room at the same time? And so it is one of my favorite parts of my day when I get to be in the same room as my husband and I get to grow in my relationship while he grows in his relationship with Jesus. And if you were to look at the last couple years of my life, you may see things that you can relate to. Maybe it's not the exact same, but there might be some similarities. A diagnosis that affects your everyday life, but you try to put a smile on your face. Or grief of a loved one or health, and that's just to name a couple. However, during this time that I have with Micah, as we are both doing our devotions, If you looked at almost every day in my journal, you would read this. Even if you don't, it is well with my soul, and I will praise you anyway. Even if my body isn't healed, even if I grieve, even if you fill in the blank, it is well with my soul, and I will praise you anyway. Because here's the truth. Because of Jesus, it is well with my soul, and I get to choose to praise him anyway no matter the circumstance that I face. I always tell the teens, you may not be able to control your circumstance, but what you can control is how you're going to respond to it. I can sit in my hurt, and trust me, some days that's all that I can do. And I can let it make me bitter, or I can choose to say, Jesus, it is well with my soul, and I will praise you anyway. So if you're willing, um, I'm going to ask us to do something a little different. You can be sitting in your kitchen or your living room, or you can be sitting in the room here. But I'm going to ask us to get into a posture of surrender. And that can be kneeling or sitting or standing. And if you don't know what surrender is, it's simply saying, hey, Jesus, I completely give this to you, and I trust you with it. So we're going to take a couple moments. And if you are having something that is blocking you from having joy. I'm going to encourage you to give it to Jesus. And I also encourage you, if you truly mean it, to at the end of it say, even if you don't, it is well with my soul. And I will praise you anyway. So we're going to do that, and then I will pray, and then I'll finish up.
I pray for the person in the room, whether here in the room or watching online, that they are having a really hard time with experiencing joy right now because of life circumstances. God, I pray that we can choose to praise you anyway, no matter our circumstances. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us and knowing us. It's your name we pray. Amen. When we have a spirit of praise, we can choose to praise him anyway, no matter the circumstance. And when we do, we gain new perspective. We can be reminded of the hope that sin, death, and the curse do not have the final word. And we get to celebrate this, what this Christmas carol, Joy to the World, is all about. Jesus is coming again. And if we choose to make room for him, we get to spend our entire eternity with our Savior. And what a joy that will be. You are loved, you are known, and you are cared for. Merry Christmas. You're dismissed. <laughs>